Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Stitches Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Manderfeld. Nick Budig is with me again this week. Robert Stangler makes the triumphant return to the podcast, uh, taking the week off. And uh, he, he missed the conversation about the Yankees, which I know he would have been loved to be a part of. But we gave him some love. We gave you some love, Robert, talking about Gary Sanchez being the weak link. <laughs> now he's gone. And now they're the best team in baseball. So, hey. I think you maybe had something cooking there. What did I say about Clay Holmes too last year? I told you, you like him a lot. The guy is gonna be, uh, yeah. you know, leave Pittsburgh, go to an organization that knows how to use bullpen arms well, and his stuff is absolutely electric. I mean, really everyone in that Yankees staff. I mean, I don't True. even their starters. Their rotation is doing really yeah. well. Nestor Cortez is like just dominating, and then Jordan Montgomery and uh, Tyone have been really good pieces as well yeah, and obviously Garrett Cole is looking like vintage Garrett Cole now after their, their some shaky worst starter stuff. ERA is like 3.7 yeah so it, ridiculous. I saw something today about it was the two LA teams and the two New York teams had the best records in baseball Correct. yep there you go which kind of makes me gross but I guess it's good big for market. the game big market big money it's kind of gross but yeah good for the game like yeah big money um I don't know about the Angels but the other three teams definitely have a yeah. Something to yeah, something I'm gonna, going. Uh, pole there. I'm going to chew glass if the Mets get in the World Series. I'm going to tell you that right now. Yeah, because you ended up switching chew last glass. minute. Yeah. We're to not the Dodgers. Talk about that. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. Dodgers look pretty good, too, though, man. Yeah, they do. They, they look, look really look good. good. But they always look good. They're, that rotation. Walker Clayton Beeler. Kershaw looks like he's Cy Young Clay. I mean, I'd have a hard time picking the Yankees not in the ALCS. They're that good. I, did, I mean that pitching staff, the, the bullpen is unbelievable. The bullpen is. And, I mean, it's, it's a lot better. It's, so it's a lot better. And we we didn't so talk about good. last week about it, but like when a league this year, bullpens have been terrible for a lot of teams. Oh, I mean, yeah. there's, there's only a, I can only name like four or five teams that have good bullpens right now, mm-hmm. and Yankees are like top of the crop, not even close to anyone. And then there's yeah. like questionable ones, like Toronto apparently has won ten one run games. How? It's because Romano. Exactly, yeah, but he hasn't He's getting great. overused. That's the problem. Yeah. Romano has like eight saves already. It's kind of I insane. know he's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, that's definitely a concern for usage. Yeah. Because um, their starters haven't been going that deep into games, to be honest. Mm-mm. Nope. So they're they're definitely using a lot of guys. We saw it with the Twins. I think it was 2019 or 18, where yeah, they, they had over relied on like a few arms, and all of a sudden just fell apart in the second half. Mm-hmm. So, but today we're not talking about that because we spent some time on that last week. Today we're going to be talking about some of the uh, near ready prospects that could make an impact at the major league level near here. Ready. Maybe in the next few weeks, maybe in the next month, just the uh, 2022 in general. Um, and so we got Nick and Robert, obviously, are the big prospect experts. I kind of been doing my research as well on some guys. So we'll have a good discussion about um, who you can expect to, to get the call up here soon and who's going to make. Um, you know, a big change for their team. Make sure to follow along. We're here every week. We're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music, wherever you get your audio. We're on social media at Stitches Pod on Facebook and Twitter, and our email is dstitchespodcast at gmail.com. That's dstitchespodcast at gmail.com. Um, okay, I don't even know where to start this, but <laughs> there are quite a few prospects who are pretty close to the major league level. Um, none of which, uh, at least, I guess, uh, O'Neill Cruz, who uh, Nick has been clamoring for him to get called up. Um, there's also a lot of pitching prospects out there that are really close. The Cardinals have a couple. Nolan, Nolan mm-hmm. Gorman, Matthew Lavatori are really close. Um, so fire. I don't know where you want to start here, um, but there's there's quite a few guys out there that I think we could see maybe within the next week or two. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think for, for me, there's a, uh, I know the, I know the Diamondbacks just called up Alec Thomas. Yeah. Um, and there's the, the guy that I've been higher on him than Thomas is Corbin Carroll and he's tearing up double a, I know that's a big jump for him, but he's kind of one of those guys that's proven he can hit. He proven he can get on base. He's on like a, uh, He's hit four, like almost like what, like three home runs the past two games. He's showing off the pop that he can do to the opposite field, um, and I mean for a team like the Diamondbacks that for some reason they're they're doing well. I mean they have a winning record right now, so obviously it must be something out NL out in the NL West. But to me, I think Corbin Carroll is an option for them. Um, I know that outfield's a little crowded, but to me he's uh, he's proven he's a bat uh, that could perform. He gets on base at an incredible rate. Um, he's just one of those guys that I think could could help them maybe pull off some magic and uh, start squeaking out some wins more. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know if anyone can save the Diamondbacks <laughs> at this point. No, um, but there's magic out there. Right? Yeah, I mean, the Diamondbacks are—they just don't have a super deep farm system. So, like you mentioned, no. Alec Thomas got called up. Carroll's there, but other than that, Robert, um, there's not any like huge prospects left. Uh, they got Jordan Lawler, but he's not—he's not close. He's pretty far. Oh yeah, Lawler. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, if we're talking about prospects, they, I mean, like, their system isn't terrible. But, yes, if you're talking about right now, in the now, there isn't a lot that's probably going to come up. They uh, they, they kind of short-stick the end of uh, Luis Frias every year the last couple years. He's come up in bullpen roles. He hasn't really done well. And I honestly think it's just because he's not used to that role. It's just completely different. You can't just make a guy who dominates in the starting rotation as a double-A AA and triple-A and just assume they're going to go in the bullpen and have great success. And I think that's kind of the problem right now in Major League Baseball with a lot of prospects, especially in the pitching department, is people just call them up, expect them to be really good, out of the pen right away, just because they did so well in the minor leagues. And that's just not the case. Yeah. Um, uh, Duran's doing pretty well. Who is? Duran's doing pretty well. I mean, he is. Yeah. <laughs> Best reliever in baseball, apparently, by, like, strike-to-walk ratio and strikeout rates. I mean, yeah, I, I agree, though. It's tough. I mean, it's a completely different role. You get used to warming up before the game, and then you got to go in and get warmed up in the, the bullpen in the inning or whatever. So, I mean, I understand where, the, where it's tough for them. But, uh, I mean, it's it's major league experience. I don't yeah. think there's uh, – I think they – I mean, it's – it's we've I mean, we've seen some elite pitchers start that way. I mean, I mean sticking on the Twins – we saw uh, Francisco Lariano and Johan Santana start in the bullpen. And at least for Santana and Lariano's rookie year, they both were amazing pitchers. But like you said, it's completely different. They got to get ready different ways, different mindset. Um, maybe some guys think they can throw harder than they should just because they think they're in a spurt. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I agree it's tough for them. But at the same time, I I don't I don't see teams at fault for, for putting guys in these positions if they, they, they think they can pitch in the major league level. Robert. No, I just, I mean, I don't want to like harp on that too much because this is not really the topic we're talking about. We're talking about more mm-hmm. so prospects that are going to be possibly called up who we think are really close. And I think that's maybe something we should touch on more. Don't you think? Yeah. What about, uh, so two pitchers in my mind, um, is Grayson Rodriguez, obviously. And, Dio, and uh, no, no, not him. He's in triple now. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, uh, Max Meyer. I mean, both those guys are putting up very similar numbers right now. Max Meyer, obviously, everyone thought he was just going to shoot shoot up to the bullpen a la Chris Sale. Um, obviously, they thought he's going to be the starter, and he's been starting, and he's been hasn't been walking guys, been getting eyes out. Like I said, very similar numbers to Grayson Rodriguez. Um, 
those are two guys. Obviously, the Marlins are in a little bit different position. They got pitchers up the wahoo. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I mean, Grayson, Rod- uh, Grayson Rodriguez is uh, <laughs> has an opportunity to uh, to pitch in a, potentially with Adley Rushman. So those are two guys I'm looking out for. Yeah, they're both highly gifted arms, no doubt about it. I would say Max Meyer probably comes up sooner. The question is, mm-hmm. though, with how deep the Marlins rotation has been this season – is there even really a spot for him, or are they going to wait? That's the that's real a, question. That's, you know, like that's it's my just, thinking. And of course, you can talk about they. Uh, how do you say his name? It's uh, Ellie or what? What the other yep. pitcher? What's his, yep. what's Yuri his name? Perez. Uh, Yuri, Yuri Perez. Perez. Yuri Perez. Yeah. He's young. He He's like eighteen, either. isn't he? Nineteen. Yeah. So you have you have another young gun who's not close, of course, but it's another arm that you know could jump really fast we've seen jose fernandez for them jump really fast he came right out of high a it's not impossible i know people will talk about age this and that but fernandez did it the marlins are not they're not afraid to shy away from bringing up guys at a very young Mm -hmm. age if they feel like they're polished and perez has incredible upside but going back to meyer i think meyer is going to be one of those pitchers that's going to come up for them at some point it's just a question of is it going to be when someone gets hurt that he gets Mm -hmm. called up or is it going to be someone, you know, maybe gets moved to the bullpen, maybe trying to lengthen the pen because the Marlins pen, you know, yeah. Luke, Luke mentioned, you know, pens haven't been amazing in Major League Baseball for a lot of teams. I would argue the Marlins pen, whether you want to look out at a paper statistically or whatever, I don't think it's that great. I would probably put it in the bottom tier for bullpens in general right now. And as far as stuff and just longevity over the season, and I would say that, you know, maybe push one of those guys into that bullpen role and Max Meyer comes up and becomes a starting pitcher. And, of course, they're going to limit his innings because he's a young kid. I don't think they want to have him throwing too many. I also think just because the kid is really, really uh, not your, you know, your big build starting pitcher. He's a little bit smaller. You really don't want to have a huge workload on this guy because I think there mm-hmm. could be some precautions uh, throughout the season because of it. But, you know, Grayson Rodriguez is, like I said, he's a great talent. I just don't know what the Orioles are thinking with him uh, thought process-wise. I don't I don't think he's coming up anytime soon. I think a lot of people expect it. I don't see it. I think they're waiting for him to obviously do something that nobody knows right now. There's something that's a finished pitch or there's some kind of command issue that he wants to maybe uh, shorten his uh, arm action. That might help him. But other than that, I don't think Baltimore is going to be calling up anybody of the high degree, even DL Hall, I don't think is coming up anytime soon as well. At yeah. least not in the next four months. I don't think either of them are getting called up. Four months. Mm-hmm. That would be this season. So, mm-hmm. who's uh? They just called up Bradish. He's a. He's a guy I kind of like out of the pen, potential, and he Maybe. he looked pretty good in his in his first start. Um. So I mean, I, he's a guy pitching against the Twins, right? No, no, that know. was yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he it did. He, but that was just, that was just, that was yeah. the second start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He, didn't, he looked. Eh. Yeah, I mean, I think he's gonna be better out of the pen. Where I also think DL Hall is gonna end up. I'm not big on him, but uh, I mean, I'm not. I think there's they're gonna start calling these guys up. I mean, you can't have guys like Grayson Rodriguez and Adley Rushman tearing up AAA for almost what this is Grayson Rodriguez's first year in in AAA. Yeah, um, it is. but I mean these. These guys are, I mean, Grayson's 22, Adley Rushman's got to be 22. Um, you can't let these guys just sit down there when you're a team that's that's losing games, when you need to have some sort of excitement. I mean, to me, they these are opportunities to, to start the start the boat early. Two, two elite talents that, that not, not too often do we see in the game. 
But I think because of where the Orioles have been the last few years and as a franchise, I think they want to get it right. So I think they really want to be precise on Rutschman. They want to be very precise on Grayson Rodriguez being an arm because Baltimore usually doesn't have homegrown arms that dominate like this guy. So this mm-hmm. is they want to get this right. And if they don't get it right, then everything they've worked hard for doesn't even matter because some of their, their draft picks that have not panned out over the last years, uh, they have a couple guys that people have been very high on that have kind of skid down people's lists, that being Colton Kowser, um, mm. the outfielder, uh, I'm blanking on his name. Was it? It's like K or something. Uh, no, it's uh, Kierstad. That's what it is. Yeah, Kierstad has, yeah. has slowly fallen down on. Has well, he has, yeah, he hasn't played. He right, played. and see, that's an issue. You know, like those are guys that they're like very high on that you need, you know, to to see what they can do. And their system right now is is kind of in a gripe. And I just, oh, I, I don't see those guys getting called up the the two big ones just because I think they need to get it per- perfect. I think there's a one hundred percent guarantee they have to get it right at this point. So I don't think there's any rush. I think, two, Nick, do you have something you want to say to that? No, no. I, I was gonna, I was gonna bring up the Cardinals too, guys, because they're, yeah, they seem like they're pretty close to the cusp of it. Um, especially Nolan Gorman, he has 12 home runs. Yeah, he is on fire. In AAA, um, only 18 RBI, so no one's getting on base in front of him. But he's in over 300. His on base percentage is near 400. Um, I mean, this is a guy that I feel like we've, we've expected to be ready for a while like it felt like he could have got called mm-hmm. up last year and this kind of proves that he's you know he's ready now um and, and the cardinals you know they're, they've been playing some mediocre ball they've had a t- they just had a really tough series against the giants um kind of uh you know giants are obviously you know one of the top of the crop in the national league and the cardinals lost that series so i i think maybe giving norman the call here soon i could expect it i hope to see it soon uh, gives them a little mm-hmm. spark they need. It's, it's it's one of those classic cardinal things where they bring up a guy from the minor leagues, and uh, he, just, he just you know fuels them. Um, I could see Gorman being that guy, but the question is where is he going to play? Um, that was my question because he's been playing second base, right? Yeah, they've been and Tommy experimenting Tommy with Edmonds a lot there. of places with him. And they got Nolan at third, so or Arenado at third. So I mean, maybe I don't know outfield play out there. It's just get like some, it's kind of like the Royce Lewis thing right now. It's like once Correa comes yeah. back, where are you going to play him? Left field seems to be open. Might just make it make it happen, you know. Although I don't yeah, see I don't see Gorman being the same athlete as Royce Lewis is. No, he definitely. I mean, yeah, he definitely seems like a, a third base, second base kind of guy. But I mean, like, yeah, that bat is absolutely um, something to behold. Yeah, he's, was, uh, he's played all his games at second base in Triple. I would say wait till trade yeah. deadline. I think uh, Edmund or DeYoung gets moved. Calling it right now. DeYoung is just oh, one, of, one of the two. I don't. I'm, that's what I'm saying. Just because DeYoung's value is low, I don't know if he gets moved. He might end up being like a backup at this point. But I can see Tommy Edmund getting moved at Gorman playing every day. Or I mean, so like Edmund, basically, basically DeYoung would be a placeholder until next season when the Cardinals possibly sign like Xander Bogarts. Xander Bogarts. Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty crazy. I I think I don't know if they could afford him because they have Goldschmidt and Arenado. I think they yeah. still got some payroll. I don't know. <laughs> Not with those guys. It's me tough. Um, I think it's going to have to be a DeYoung situation. Like, he has not put up – he hasn't been good for a long time. And, you no. know, he's supposed to be a good fielder, but he's actually started off the year this year with some weird errors, and I'm just not super confident at shortstop. So maybe it's a case of moving Edmund to shortstop. Maybe uh, if he can play shortstop. I don't think he's played much of that. Um, and then moving mm-hmm. Gorman to second. 
Um, that might be the play if they want to get him up sooner than later, or you just let DeYoung struggle because he's not getting any better. Let's be honest. Like we've we all you know I know Robert and I talked about maybe a, a, a breakout season from like three years ago. Still hasn't yeah, happened. He was hitting it in spring, and then yeah. all of a sudden the approach like the bat, is gone. We thought the batting average would really jump. Happens. It's been absolutely yeah, it's awful. Just, it's unbelievable. Um, it. And so I think his time needs to be coming to an end here. Uh, it's same situation with the Twins and Sano. Obviously not the same prospect pedigree, but we're talking about a guy that they've let play a long time and not put up the numbers. Um, it's Maybe it's just time to cut it loose, you know. Um, Matthew Libertori, I don't think he's as close. Um I think his he had a really good start his last start. I believe he went seven innings, nine strikeouts, or eight innings, nine strikeouts. But before that, he was struggling quite a bit. Um, so I don't know how close we're going to see him. Uh, the Cardinals rotation needs help, though. And so I that might be the kind of thing where um, just because they're in need of starting pitching, he might get the call. Because right now they only have really they have like four starters. And one of those is Jordan Hicks, who cannot go five innings. Um, yeah. No, no, not at all. So they they really have to kind of figure something out here because Dakota Hudson is their four starter and Michaelis is like their ace because Wainwright is out too and so is uh, Flaherty. <laughs> so it's like I don't know, I don't know what you're gonna do there. I think it's just a position of need. So maybe uh, we'll see Libertori sooner. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. Libertor doesn't look right, man. So, I mean, he just I, there was so much hype on him, and after really watching some of his mm-hmm. games, he just doesn't really impress me. He seems like an average major leaguer at best, and I think really you'd be talking about an Andrew Miller out of the pen to really maximize his potential. But because he does so well against lefties, I'm sure his splits are ridiculous against lefties. But the problem is he's mostly just a a high fastball guy he when he throws his fastball in the zone he just gets rocked like it just doesn't have the same feel doesn't have a lot of swing and miss with the fastball he throws his breaking ball he's got his change up he's got his curveball as his plus pitch but other than that like the fastball is your first pitch that's your primary you have to establish it and i just don't think his fastball plays very well and that's actually very concerning for uh how much weight that the cardinals have put into with that randy rosa reina deal and thinking that he was going to be a main centerpiece Mm-hmm. I'm just not high on him. I don't even know if we're going to see him until like late in the season, if at all, if we see him. I just I don't know what they're going to do with this rotation, man. Because Wainwright yeah. got COVID. I don't know how long he'll be out. But, and Flaherty, I don't even know. He's just never healthy, man. And he's got the shoulder no, I issue. Mean, that's the, yeah, talk about that. Yeah. So, like, what are they going to do? They don't really have a lot of depth at starting pitching, which is surprising for a team. Like, the Cardinals are known for their pitching, and this team is known for its offense right now. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, I mean like yes, yeah, it is pretty surprising, but uh, especially with uh, with Tyler O'Neill not doing what uh, what he did last year, obviously. But uh, yeah, I mean even looking down at, I mean looking at their 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 farm, it's like they don't have a ton of guys who are gonna come up and, and change the no game. One. Not that except not for Johan Oviedo, he was kind of decent. He had some good stuff last year, but he yeah, he's I mean not, not like you need to starter, but. It's like they don't have anybody that could really even eat innings. I think in their in their farm, so it's I don't know. Are they are they gonna make another trade for uh, for J. App? I hope not. They got Stephen Motts, who's another like crusty pitcher, so for five years, and he's he's been he's got, like he's got a nice about as mediocre RA. as you can like, but he's probably the most mediocre pitcher in baseball. Let's be honest, Stephen Moss. Yeah, he's pretty basic. <laughs> he's super very basic. Like the most. <laughs> Like average strikeout rate, average ERA, average whip <laughs> all the time. Uh, well, his whip's actually pretty high. I mean, that's what but. J. A. Happ was. 
No, well, Mott's walks. That was a little bit more of a track record guy. Mott's yeah, walks a lot of guys. That's his issue. Yeah, he lets up a lot of hits. His whip's always been Mott's high. Matza walks. Yeah, lots of matza walks. Um, all right. Anyone else? Uh, O'Neill Cruz. I mentioned him earlier. Uh, the Pirates seem hesitant to call him up. He hasn't really been lighting the world on fire in the minors. We thought he'd be there in the opening day roster. He's not there yet. So he should have been. What do you think? I mean, I I've said everything I said about him. I think he should be up. Uh, I mean, you I mean you've seen guys struggle in AAA and they, and they still get called up. You see guys. I think you, if it's just giving him a chance. See, he, I mean, he performed well when he was up here. He performed well in spring training. Um, I mean, we could talk if it's a head case or whatnot. I mean, he's still stealing bases. He's starting to get on base more um, than he was at the start of the season. So I know they have. Diego Castillo doing great, but uh, I, I thought as soon as Kevin Newman went down, I thought Cruz was going to get the call. But uh, maybe they're just maybe they're just uh, hating on him. I think it's just a service time <laughs> thing on. again. Even though there's a pre-arb pool now, past, right? teams are still yeah. doing it. I don't like. I mean, it. he's got the yeah. I mean, he's like well, the the new rules there for for guys like him. Like exactly. he could get into the the top running for the rookie of the year. Pirates get whether they get a draft pick for him if he does that. Nope. No. They don't care. Yeah. I still. It's... I just think it's defense. I think the main issue really is trying to figure out where he's going to play. Uh, where's the spot going to be when he comes up to the big league level? Because now he's playing outfield. He's not playing shortstop as much. Like they just keep mixing and matching him in the defense, and maybe that's getting in his head. It, there's a lot of things that go through players' heads and frustration. You can see it when he swings the bat. And I'm with you, Nick. I mean, yeah, just because he's struggling does not mean he should be not at the major league level because. I'm a guy who believes you can look at statistics all you want, but so many things can be overrated about stats. And there's a good chance that he's still hitting the ball incredibly hard. He's still maybe putting up decent at-bats, something that we don't talk about enough anymore in baseball for prospects. You go look him up, go watch tape on him. You're, you're talking about exit velocity. You're talking about this and that. But quality at-bats, getting it in the count, 3-1, making it 3-2, you know, spoiling pitches. A good example, Jose Miranda for the Minnesota Twins, very good at uh, making quality at-bats. There's value in those things with prospects that should get you to get mm-hmm. called up faster and not necessarily looking at the actual in front of you uh, eye test uh, stats, essentially, is what I would call them, because you can literally see them. They're easy to see. But with a guy like Cruz, he has so much potential, and I just think the Pirates are still in a flux of where he's going to play. It's probably the biggest issue more so than actually his performance. I mean, he's, still, he's only played three games in the outfield right. compared to 20 games at shortstop. So, so it sounds like they're probably still going to put him at shortstop, then, right? I mean, I, I think that that's. The, I mean, that's been the 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 assumption that he's going to play shortstop until they that uh, what's his name Peguero or whatever that that guy comes up. Oh, or, Leorby, uh, or however you say his name, the former Diamond. Yeah, for the Marte. Yeah, or Marte or he yeah. or he just they think he's going to have to outgrow that position and go to the outfield. Um, it, I don't think defense is a problem with him right now. I think he's average to above average with just because of his arm sometimes. Um, I, I mean, I, I have no idea why he hasn't been up. I mean, I, I don't, we're not in the front office. We're not into their, their meetings, but uh, it's tough. It's tough for a guy like that caliber to have been up already and performed well to be down there. Yeah. Yeah. That's I what's mean, interesting. He had a decent spring. It's not like he was horrible. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, another guy that I've been curious on is Tristan, Quesas for the Red Sox. He's been up soon, I bet. He's been up soon. What? 
Oh no, I go ahead. I'll he, I mean, right. he's been hitting well in Triple A. Their first base situation has mm-hmm. kind of been in flux. I mean, Bobby yeah. Dalpec, they kind of needed him to perform, and he hasn't at all. And the Red Sox are just not. They need offense. They need offense really bad. <laughs> you can't I don't get a see, lick of a lefty. I still think you give him a call. Lick. <laughs> you can platoon him. Huge, I agree, and that's going to probably be what he's going to have to be if they call him up because I saw him at the Arizona Fall League uh, last Fall League. And I saw three at-bats against lefties. He struck out all three times. He does not hit lefties well. Does not read breaking balls inside against lefties well. He's How mostly that, a fastball-hitting uh, guy against right-handed batters. Or, excuse me, right-handed pitchers, not right-handed batters. Right-handed so, batters. I mean, there's there's definitely upside with him. And he's one of those guys that has quality at-bats. That's I think that's his best calling card, his best attribute on the scale. But I would not say he's going to be anything like anyone's expecting him to be, like an Anthony Rizzo. I don't see it. This is a guy who literally cannot hit lefties right now. It's a huge problem uh, for him. Do you think he would hit better than 063 against lefties? <laughs> I would hope so. That's what Dal- Dalbeck's doing right now. Oh, that's not good. Dalbeck, <laughs> that's is, pretty bad. Dalbeck needs to be. <laughs> he can't hit. I mean, he's has chances, and if he can't hit that, then yeah, that's not good. I mean, I, I'm in the boat with Luke. It's just one another one of those kind of like the Cardinals situation. Just get one of these guys up and see if they can yeah. change it. And Robert, to your point, he's hitting 154 against lefties in Triple yes. A right now. It's horrendous, man. He's hitting 255. Yeah. But you just call him up, and I mean, see if what's you expose him to lefties if you if you need to or platoon? I mean, what is I mean, the we've there's seen more it before. there's yeah. more righties out there than lefties, so you're gonna get him most every day at bats. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense. When, you have a, when a good lefty comes in late in the game, maybe sixth, seventh inning, you're like, all right, well, we might not have the best defensive replacement for him at first base, but we don't want him hitting lefties in a you know runner scoring position situation. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just one of those prospects. Call him up. Who do they have playing first base right now? Cordero? Or is it Dahlbeck still? It's probably Platoon with those two. Cordero's sh- a left I mean, Shaw. Player, so. Travis, Travis Shaw, Shaw is wow. probably even worse. He's yeah, gone. Is he? I think he's gone. Dahlbeck's still playing first. Yeah. He's playing almost um, every I don't day. think Travis Shaw even had a hit this year. So, <laughs> um, so anything's better than that. I mean, let's right. be honest. Um, and this ALEs is quickly getting out of their hands. and It is. I mean, the Yankees look Yankees look good. Blue Jays are going to be there. Uh, even though they haven't had like the best start, they're still looking good. And then the Rays, you know, they're you know they're gonna be there too. They're gonna they they are. Yeah. Um. So this is like the Red Sox team we thought would happen last year, and now mm, it's the pitching hap- and now it's happening. But I I mean, you never expect the Red Sox offense to be bad. It's really bad, except for like Xander Bogarts and Devers, who you expect to do well. J D Martinez is mm-hmm. good too. Um, but like it's just been awful. Yeah, and yeah, Dahlbeck's leading the way. <laughs> So. Yeah, it's not uh, not ideal. Any starting no, pitching prospects that we missed that I mean, we could talk about uh, your guy Kirby Robert and his first start because he looked Kirby. really really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the opposite of Matthew Libertor throws his fastball in the zone, doesn't care if you you know hit it. It's a lot of spin. You swing and miss on it quite a bit, similar to Joe Ryan. Get that fastball in there, make locations. He mixes up very well. Throws sliders down and into lefties. That's what he did to Brand Lau. Was actually pretty impressive. He even spotted it inside on lefties as well. Something that you don't see very often from a very confident young starting pitcher in his major league debut. He's usually trying to throw sliders away even from lefties if he can because he doesn't want to go in the kitchen of a left-handed batter down and in. 
And he just knows how to pitch. This pitchability doesn't walk anyone. He had a lower walk rate than Joe Ryan, believe it or not. Had one of the lowest walk mm-hmm. rates in all the Myers. Struck out tons of guys. Low ERA. I mean, this guy's a solid 60-grade pitcher is what I gave him. I still stick by it. I think he's one of the best pitching prospects in the game. But even at 60, it's still really, really good. And he's got enormous potential. And I think Seattle's really going to like him long-term. He looked like a stud, man. I mean... It sucks that Matt Brash didn't work out right away, and it looks like he might be a bullpen arm long term. But and I have no problems with that. I just think Brash's yeah. stuff is so good. I worried about his mechanics from day one. I'm very concerned long term that he's going to have a lot of injuries mm-hmm. coming, but he's going to end up in the pen and he's going to be fine. And that's, that's think, it. That's it. Yeah, I mean that's where he's going to have to ex- excel. Right. He obviously couldn't place any of his breaking pitches, which are elite. But I mean, they can be as lead as they want, but if they're not going to be anywhere close to the zone, major league pitchers are well, just gonna, the, hitters and, are just going to sit on that fastball, which was got hit Right, hard. and that was the issue, just like with Robbie Ray was when he first came up. No fastball command. Matt Brash is on that same mm-hmm. plane right now. No fastball command. So I think they're trying to find a good release point, find the solid arm action he had back in the Myers last year to get him into that good spot where he can actually show some success out of the bullpen with that fastball. Yeah, I, I if my MLB The Show franchise any uh, – indicator matt brash should be a, a nice <laughs> bullpen arm because that's where i put him on my marlins franchise follow luke's franchise marlins had too many good pitchers though so it's like you have to figure out a way to they use do. them all yeah, so, <laughs> we, forgot, we didn't even mention edward cabrera and he's still a top prospect yeah so yeah that's, I mean, he's, that's another guy who has made major league he's pitching the major leagues is he and i think that's just i mean like robert touched on earlier it's i think it's just the case of the where's, where's the spot depth the yeah. depth, yeah. Most I mean, he's a starter. He's a start. He's gonna be a starting oh, yeah. pitcher. I mean, Max yeah. Max Meyer. We can go back and forth. Is he gonna be an elite closer? Is he gonna be a starter? I mean, he started, but Edward Cabrera is a starter. He's not gonna. No, he doesn't have bullpen stuff really. He's yeah, not a starter. So, I agree. All right. Well, that's a wrap on our soon to make an impact prospects for um, May 9th. So hold us to May this. 9th. We'll see what happens here. The next is the rookie weeks. of the year gonna get called up soon? Hopefully, we'll see them. What? No, we already. The, the rookie of the year is pitching tomorrow. It's Joe Ryan. Justin Verlander is he like fifty? Justin no. Verlander is the Cy Young, and Ryan's the rookie of the year going tomorrow. There you go. Imagine that's like uh, imagine that. Well, that's like that. Uh, <laughs> there was that uh, Roger Clemens and uh, Francisco Liriano duel. Oh. I remember back in 06 in Houston. Oh. It's legendary. That's pretty, so. that's pretty hold wild. on to. Hold on to that elbow, Ryan. Oof. Yeah, please don't <laughs> get hurt like Liriano did. Oh, uh, don't, don't say such crazy things. Nick. Yeah, Nick, you did. That was kind of. <laughs> What's wrong sorry. with you? That was kind of like. I told him to hold pocket. on to it. I don't know why. You, I told him to hold on to it. Call that out. Nah, you can't let the Twins have a good mechanics. thing. Like Yohan yeah, Santana is like the only good game. thing that's happened to the Twins. Him and my, from a starter perspective in like the last thirty years. So. You don't. Yeah. You don't like Brad Radke? He's a stud. No. Did, did, but he's probably the most fifth starter starter of all time. Nah, Liriano had like kind of a three quarter sidearm delivery. It was still a little sketchy. So like long term yeah. uptick, Ryan. He's so just fundamentally sound. It looks like Max Scherzer. Uh, I'm not Ooh. even kidding. Look at his mechanics yeah, a little bit closer. Got, it looks like Scherzer. What is it? Um, he's got we got a Maddox Scherzer comp right I now. I mean, I've had Joe, Maddox, Joe Ryan. Scherzer, Garrett Cole, Craig Kimbrell. I mean, Joe Ryan's literally a Hall of Famer. If you're not, if you're not listening, great. if you're the not greatest. listening to this podcast with the he's Joe got Ryan, Walter like, Johnson comps, nah, no one Ryan. No, that was uh, Chris Matthewson for his whip. Oh. It was Christy Matthews. I didn't oh, okay. say it. 1920 style. Yeah, it's almost. 
He'll catch up to Walker. I mean, this guy's then. just a different breed, so we can't. All right, let's cut. Let's Robert could go on forever <laughs> about Joe Ryan. So let's cut him off here and uh, watch the game tomorrow night. Uh, it'll be yeah. Tuesday night. Yeah, That's gonna be lit. a good one. It's gonna be Oof. the matchup of the the month probably for pitching. Lit. Um, lit. So, all right. Thanks for tuning in today. Make sure to follow along. We're here every week. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music, wherever you get your audio. We're on social media at Stitches Pod on Facebook and Twitter. Talk to you all next week. Take care.